esports arena in Arlington. So they're they're organized. And it was the countdown times. Do you get do you get free video games for getting your COVID shot? Do you get free game time? For so. a COVID shot? They had it all closed off. <laughs> it's all under but, new management right now anyway. Oh, that's right. They fired everybody, didn't they? Yeah. And now like and a that, teenager's running it or something. Well, I guess we'll start the countdown then, shall we? Why not? Where is everything? I don't know where all the buttons are. Yes, this is a professional show. Shut up. Bonjour, comment allez-vous? Je m'appelle James O'Hagan. Uh, that's all the French I got. <laughs> that's more than uh, I, I am celebrating my uh, cousin's Quebecness uh, with my blue flannel and my Quebec Nordiques uh, hat. My name is James O'Hagan. I am the host of the Academy of Esports podcast and director of digital and virtual learning for the Racine Unified School District. And we'll go there. There we go. Now I can get back in the direction. <laughs> I'm Danielle Johnson in Dallas, Texas, and I am a middle school teacher, and I'm also the executive director for the Texas Scholastic Esports Federation. Oh, right. And right over here. I'm Carrie Linden. I am the communication specialist for Liminal Esports and Snowbird Studio. All right. That's, uh, yeah, we, we killed a lot of time with that. So uh, way to go, folks. All right. Uh, yeah, we are. Yeah. What did we have last week? We had seven. And then this yeah. Week we just went from one extreme to the next. We're like everybody, and then like, yeah, you know. But Daniel wasn't did here, not so she feel bad after like <laughs> bowing out last week when I saw how many people were on. I was like, uh, yeah, they didn't yeah. need me. Well, big. again, you've been doing uh, things a little bit harder than the rest of us, though. You've been doing the uh, in-person learning for quite a bit without a COVID shot. In-person and virtual yeah. at the same. Oh time. wait, that, yes, you've had remote students as well, correct? Yes. At the same time. See, my district just decided that March 1st, we are bringing students back. And that is the model we are going to offer is going to be the remote streaming with the uh, in-person. Did okay. your district uh, provide the teachers with the equipment to do so? We are. Yes. Okay. We, yes. We're that even going to go thing. with. We got, all you... got new laptops, new second monitors, new webcams. Um, and we're all getting like a huge second display in our room. That's nice. Um, and I had like a desktop that was old when I started eight years ago is like hmm. still in the room. <laughs> That's what we were using. Well, and we got everything new this year. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny how the, um, 
you know, the, the situation for the longest time is no, we can't afford that. No, we can't afford that. No, we can't afford that. And now all of a sudden is, oh, here, have all the things that we've told you for years you can't have. But uh, I know that this for a lot of this has paid for 75 percent. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's why a, everybody went ham. There are some districts, though, that are kicking the can down the road. You know, they, they're they're taking on a lot of debt right now yeah. to to take care of a lot of these things. Um, we passed a billion dollar referendum for our school district, but that's spread, supposed to be spread over 30 years. And it's mostly supposed to be for facilities. But there was a technology component in that. I know a lot of that is being spent right now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very real. And again, the, uh, move for us to bring, start bringing students back is beginning March 1st. Um, and again, giving kids the option of either face to face, continue remote, or they can switch over to my virtual program, which I had, I had about a hundred people reach out to me about the virtual program that I described to them what it was like, no, no, we want remote. Like, I don't get any love over here. No. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Uh, good news for us, though, I do have to say, uh, Racine Unified School District has its first, even though we've been making it to the semifinals every year or finishing second place, we have our first state champion. Awesome. From my school district, yes. In the face of COVID, in the face of not being sure, are we going to be able to do anything? Having no in-person practices all year long. We have our first state champion, Case High School, Super Smash Brothers, Division One champs. We're getting rings. I'm following Chris Turner's. Uh, uh, you know, he he got ring for his kid who got the 2K championship. So we're getting rings. I made the call today, and we're getting that sorted out. Having the kids help design them and everything. Cool. Can um you get shirts made that say state champ? Because I would buy one. Ooh, you know what? We do have to do our spring order for... Uh, I bet parents our, would, too. You know what? We have to do our spring order. So, you know what? That's not a bad idea because we do get our gear. So, yeah. All right. Or I can... I've got enough because I saved all this money this year on not renting facilities. I, I might as well just get them... I might as well just get them, like, you know, gold, you know, like what Major League Baseball does with their uh, team jerseys when they win a World Series. They get, like, gold lettering and all that stuff. Right. The special jerseys. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. So somebody, wow, somebody's actually here for the content. Thanks, Nick. It's a professional production, guys. Shh, shh, shh. Don't, don't raise the expectations here too much. Though, uh, those of you who do not know who are just tuning in right now, tell your friends if they can't be here tonight because they're off doing other things. Uh, we have taken this and put this up on Spotify. So... Uh, at the end of this show, I will take all of this wonderful, amazing content, and it will go to the archives of uh, Rick, uh, Radio Hall of Fame and or Twitch Hall of Fame or whatever Hall of Fame you want to put it in, and it, it, you can download it later. You can listen to this again. So now we, we have to be wonderful and amazing now. Just, you just put so much pressure on the table. Okay. Well, I'll just sit back and let you all just take it. Now we're taking a nap. No. Well, the, I mean, there's not really much to talk about this week other than, I don't know, Ninja had a few things to say. Oh, Ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Danielle, um, you're looking confused. Well, um, someone else had mentioned something about 
something happening in the fight game community. And I was hoping there's always something happening in the fight game community. I, there's always fights in the fight game community. <laughs> oh, no, there's a oh, I there's a ton of stuff. I mean, I know they've had issues with um, they've had like pedophile scandals. They've had they've right. had it's been it's been messy. I I haven't checked in with my buddy who is active in the fight community, so I don't I don't know what's happening with them right now. But I feel like they sort of just cycle through controversy um pretty rapidly yeah well we had a great stream last night um you weren't there for it though was this the girls stream uh-huh. i was there for it yeah oh, okay so tell, tell okay so let's let's promote this let's talk about this so what is happening that uh again i show up and i just feel like i gotta talk to carrie but she's not listening to me because she doesn't know i'm there and i'm sitting here talking to a screen because that's how i just I see her on screen and I feel like, wait, Carrie can hear me, can't she? Oh, wait, she can <laughs> No. <laughs> so, so what's going on with this? So we've taken what we started, you know, as our stream. And mm. now it is, it has a purpose, I feel. Um, Carrie Wright has a purpose now. I mean, it didn't, it had a purpose before. It had a purpose to begin with. But I mean, now it has like a task, maybe, yeah. or oh. a project. So we are. I'm like this meandering. Thing that we do. For- this is I mean, therapy. We're, we're, on, we're on topic. This is therapy. This is therapy. Oh, oh yeah. Esports um, therapy. We need to change our hashtag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we are putting together a learning cohort, basically, to help both teachers and students, like, be able to administrate, basically, the tournament organization and production and like build their own Twitch page and their own brand um, and learn how to do all that stuff uh, by bringing in experts to teach us. But many of us as teachers also need it. So we're all going to do it. So it's not like there's a group of girls and a group of girl teachers. Oh, by the way, this is like an all female cohort for the test run. Um, and we got our if first it was all male, would, we, would we bat an eye if it was all male on the cohort? That's no, we typical. wouldn't. Bat. I mean, that's I mean, just normal. We would roll our eyes, and you know we would roll our <laughs> eyes. <laughs> like, I'd yeah. be able to feel the eye roll. <laughs> yeah. So, but we have our one of our TechSF uh, gamers um, was watching the stream last night, and she was super active in the chat, and even said that she had wanted to like start streaming, but was didn't have the confidence and was like too anxious to do it. And so I talked to her a little bit today, and she's super excited. Um, she was so fun in the chat too, but like, this is a student. Yeah. Yeah. So she's in 10th grade at a high school, a little bit North of me, um, like in the North part of Dallas. And like, that's exactly why we wanted to do it was so that it would give girls like this opportunity and kind of like a safety net and a buffer. So they're not doing this by themselves. And just the fact that we were streaming on TechSF's channel meant that one of the players like jumped into the chat and was real excited. Um, <laughs> I told her the same thing. Don't worry. Oh, um, this, this, for the people who are listening to the podcast, uh, Miss Gianna. Oh, I guess we should say, do that. Yeah, let her know she can transfer to my school at any time. Yeah. Miss Giannis is not here tonight because she is doing uh, her She's parent She's thoroughly teaching. swamped, thoroughly swamped with all of the families that have shown up for uh, back to school night. For her virtual back to school night. Yes, we have to just like 
let her breathe and don't uh, drop the f bomb and deal with the, the sheer numbers of people that are that are waiting for her attention right now. Now let me ask you this: uh, Who all is in this cabal? Oh, so <laughs> uh, me and Kim and Nikki to start. Need full names. Who? Oh, okay. So Kim and Nikki are also part of Kim, uh, Kim Lane Clark, Lane Clark, and Nikki Zachary are part of the Tex F leadership. And then, you know, recruited all my female esports friends, Carrie and Angelique, are, are part of the crew. And Sam is there in the in the uh, Twitter Twitter chat. She's always on the Twitch chat. But it started as like our our stream. Mm -hmm. um, and then Janae is part of it as well. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Those of you who don't know who Janae, uh, well, Janae Benet, but uh, if you don't know who she is, at least go on LinkedIn, find her. She also just started TikTok, so. Uh, she said that. Yes. Yeah, we were talking started. about, I learned that there's a possum talk or possum TikTok. Apparently I'm not cool enough to be part of possum TikTok. I'm not cool enough to be part of possum talk either. Possum talk? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can, th if you can think of it, there's this like a periodically I hit gamer talk, which is funny because you'd think I would be smack in there, but I'm mm. not. I keep bouncing out of gamer talk. Um, but yeah, I have not run into possum talk. Uh, apparently I get kicked out of puppet talk. Um, They're like s exclusive subreddits. The al algorithm puts you into if you're cool enough. Well, yeah, I, I am, am not. not. <laughs> I gave up my TikTok. I started doing it and I was like, oh. No more of you bouncing into like the esport chat anymore? No, no. I, I just, I gave up on the whole TikTok thing, canceled the account, deleted everything. I mean, Correct. I have, I have like three followers <laughs> and I have never posted anything. So, you know, I don't know. the opportunity is endless. <laughs> I bet it's like Tom follows you, like on MySpace. No, they're just Tom. random people. And I'm like, why? I just watch things. I lurk. <laughs> I lurk on TikTok. Well, like, it, it it's great to know, too. Again, I, I think it's important because I know that when we started this, what, June? We started doing this in June, I think. It was, no, it was before then. It was like March. Was yeah. Oh, I don't want to be famous. It was like beginning of pandemic. Oh, hold on. I got to. Yeah, it was, I want to say, a month or two after pandemic. Okay, so, okay. Well, I like it was May, right May, May a, June. And it took, no, it took us a little bit because Jim and I were doing the, the NASA broadcast to, to begin with. Yeah. And it was after that or, like, towards the end of that that we switched everything over from Twitter to here. Got it. Oh, hold it's on, all a blur. Getting... That was, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I I've know, got all right? kinds of hold on. I've got all kinds of things going off here right now. I gotta clean up the chat and just uh, see, this the is whole, the kind of stuff we the fame thing. That's well, that's what you you need a moderator. Like yeah. moderators are, are helpful. I, I deal with that when we do the, the snowbright streams. It's hard. Like even just clipping things, like if you want to be able to do stuff in the moment and get it right then and there, you kind of have to have somebody who's not live to do it uh, it makes it a whole lot easier oh uh, i know it's just uh yeah i did just didn't so that's what i get so we're just gonna do oh i know i can do this here i'm just gonna do that uh, but yeah I, I think i think what we're working on will be will be fun i think it'll be 
I think it'll be good. Yeah, apologies for my distraction for just a second there. I just needed to clean something up. Well, no problem. But yeah, we're excited. And like, it's cool because like, I, I'm super excited to learn from like the experts that we want to bring in. But everybody that I've like mentioned it to has thought it was so necessary and such like a great idea. Also, like the CTE and CC, CTE, Career and Technical Education, um, and CCMR in Texas, which is Career and Co College and Career Military Readiness. Mm -hmm. um, like those departments at my high at the high schools in my district are excited to be involved with it as well because a lot of it is test runs for lesson plans. But um, like I I'm super excited about it. I know that uh, I myself am going down the road of of starting to do invitationals. Right now we're doing a though I after what I heard about Riot recently with their now all of a sudden wanting to switch people back to hey, we're forcing you into uh, arbitration, our private own arbitration, rather than being able to take us to court. I'm kind of questioning whether I want to do anything else with Riot anymore. But um, trying to do a League of Legends invitational, series of invitationals. And that's you know, despite it, Riot. That's is, not it is. with Riot. That is yeah, that, that's definitely it. Yeah. This is despite Riot, yes. But, and, and because there are kids I felt who unfairly had the game taken away from them, the opportunity to play. So, all right. Again, working with the rules, but putting together a tournament, putting together one invitational is hard. And thank goodness uh, for the good people at UGC, uh, Matt Jackson and his group, because they're helping me to get the whole thing put together. And I basically just need to, you know, put the teams wherever I want. And they've got the whole back end all set up all nice and pretty for me. So mm -hmm. they're making things real simple. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that uh, if you think like, oh, yeah, we can just do an invitational totally easy. Yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. And that's one of the things that I want TechSF to be able to offer um, is them to basically hire us to run schools, to hire us to run their invitationals and run their tournaments, knowing that the people interacting with their, their kids are teachers, their other students. Um, and this is just kind of like a, a stepping off point so we can have a you know, a couple of kids that we can really rely on, like in this space, you know, and one of our goals is to have the girls and, you know, some of the other kids that are super committed to help us run our end of the year tournament bonanza, basically. Mm -hmm. And I, th I, I don't know, I'm very excited about it. And it doesn't feel like work even though it's really like lesson planning and esports stuff so it's like my real job and my other job um your full-time career on top of your full-time career yeah the one that makes me money and the one that costs me money um <laughs> so it it's like a real amazing like cool overlap for that but also like it doesn't feel like something extra because it like this is like my little passion project right now right. um and it just happens that it is beneficial to both my other <laughs> responsibilities. Uh, well, and here's the thing too, especially again, going back, I think this is what the point I was trying to get at before I got distracted by the chat. Um, the whole thing about, you know, when we started this, it still takes you some time to find your legs, to find, not just find, I mean, it's nice that you found a purpose, but it also, you know, to get to know each other or to, to develop personalities or develop like how things are going to flow or work. I think that's the thing that 
you know, even as people become content creators, you know, um, trying to figure out like, what the heck am I going to stream? What the heck am I going to talk about? The, the rule of thumb I always follow is, is, you know, don't worry about making money off of it or becoming famous. You know, if you enjoy doing this just by yourself and there's nobody else in the room listening to you, then fine, just keep doing yeah. it. I mean, hundred episodes. Yeah, I just I just had AJ on last week. Uh, Angelique and I did episode one hundred and one just uh, yesterday, two days ago, and uh, it's it's amazing how how quickly it's gone and and not one dollar made off of that directly from that. So I'm fine with that. I'm because again, I, I and somebody says, well, how many people are listening to your show? I have no idea. I like. I don't think the numbers are accurate. It's all. It's all over the place. It's goofy. Yeah, yeah. The algorithms can be weird. Even like Twitch's numbers sometimes are are bizarre. Um, but I think that's. I think that's the key thing. Like you, you've got to do what you do because you love it. Uh, you know, your your day job is your day job. But content creation, generally speaking, isn't going to be your day job. It takes. It takes so much to make it your day job. Like the guys that I know that stream as you know for a living it's this is what they do it's what they do all day and when they're do they stream with girls <laughs> yes all the guys i know that are professional streamers stream with stream with women well you um, must not know all the streaming i guys. don't know ninja i don't i don't know ninja Can someone, um, um yeah i really want to know about this so let's so, go in on so ninja. ninja a couple years ago um was really public about his policy of not letting women on any of the teams that he's on or any of the broadcasts that he's on. He does not play with women. And, and sort of the, the argument is that it causes a lot of drama, which honestly is true. If you're a famous male streamer and you stream with a girl, there's immediately going to be a pile of, of drama content. There's a whole genre of, of drama commentators. Keep They'll star. pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. They'll pick it up and there will be clickbait thumbnails. They're going to be make all, all these comments. Like it'll get huge just because you played with this one chick and Ninja's married. Um, you know, his wife seems like, Is he an, like Mike an amazing where he can't be in the same room as women. No, actually, no, but he Is actually brought that, that up. He actually, oh, yeah. religious thing? I don't no. know if it's Ninja's thing is a religious thing. I don't no. know. I just know that, they have decided, I think, within their relationship that this is how things are going to go, is he's not going to be playing with women. Um, you know, there are, are a lot of women that are attached to famous male streamers that get death threats every time they their, their boyfriends play with a woman. Um, like, communities will just all out attack them. And so, you know, for their relationship, they have said this isn't going to occur. And and I I get that. Like, is it weird? Yeah, it's not a healthy relationship. No, but it's it's their relationship and not being right. in it and not knowing what they've gone through. You know whether you know but it's your it's relationship calls, doesn't get to docked. dictate other people's lives. But it's dictating his life, line. right? But like, that dictates other people's lives. If he how? will play on that team, doesn't yeah, that but exclude people? I don't from have to play on a team. Like I get invited, I will not play because people are dickheads like but are not there playing with you guys people You're that have ass. been like, looked over because ninja plays and they don't want 
that other people won't bring a girl he on because he generally plays on his own but okay. it's it's more like me as a streamer i can bring people on and play and, and do events and stuff um but yeah so if he does an event he's not going to play with with women so in but that what case if my principal but... decided that he wasn't ever going to work with women well like but that's, that's but that's different that's in a job like if you were a content creator you're working for yes and he's working you don't for get himself to discriminate. like i don't know i just think that's a dick move uh, you know what's funny in all this is uh the thing that he I'm wants okay to, to disagree though the, the thing that he wants to avoid <laughs> is drama right oh it's caused yeah. so much drama it's causing it's like number one, number effect right and number two, even in our own chat here, and I, I won't, I'm not calling out the person I won't, cause I don't want it to go into perpetuity, but you know, even speculating that there are trust issues, there may not be trust issues. He might just be like, you know what? I love this woman so much. I don't want there to be anything that causes any friction in my life. I just, you know what? I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't have to have it. This is my stream. Just like Twitter is their own network. They can have on whoever they yeah. want and kick off whoever they don't. Discord's doing the same thing. Facebook's supposed to be doing the same thing, though we don't know if that's really happening. But they can decide who they want to. Yeah. Now, it's it's. I think the problem that people have is where he is in his position. In, in the, I, the problem I have with it well, is the, that's a protected class. That's what I'm saying. Your opinion yeah. is not a protected class. Your gender is a protected class. But yeah, but it, it's to me, it's it's a weird thing. Like, no matter which way you look at it, I mean, it's weird. Like, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. It's weird. Do you have the right to make decisions that are that are that are going to be healthier for your relationship and for your partner's overall safety? Yeah, I, I think you, you should be able to do that. Like, I think you'd be a really crappy partner if your spouse is receiving a ton of abuse for something that you're doing and you're like yeah suck it up honey because you know this is just what we're gonna do continue getting doxxed and getting the death threats it'll be fine don't worry about it your mental health matters less than my financial income um, docs the women that the women that are it's, on it's, streams it's or common. like their spouses it's, it's the women that are attached to the male streamers and then the girls that stream with them like so i, I forget attached, who, you mean in relationships okay i'm sorry yeah yeah so like okay. if i was dating somebody that was really a famous streamer and he streamed with so-and-so like um I might then get attacked because she's so much better than me and you should just go die because this this partnering is just so much better like you're not as good of a gamer you're not as cute you're not just go whatever mm, okay. um and so they get they get harassed and because the internet likes to dox that's coming into you know your your work calls it's having your place of business put online like it's it's massive it also happens for the girls that play with them so say you know the girl that he played with uh, as soon as the drama person posts the video now she's getting attacked because she played with this dude um, generally the only person who kind of ekes out of it sort of clean is the actual male streamer like as you know usual right well and that's my In thing all drama like, like the man I, skates away. <laughs> I understand where ninja's coming from on this one like i get it i don't agree with it but i get it 
to me, the bigger issue isn't Ninja's decision. The bigger issue is the culture surrounding what makes this decision have to be made. Necessary, yeah. And it's like, we're having the wrong argument. Like, if we're arguing about which decision Ninja made, we're completely ignoring the, the tiger in the room, which is the fact that this couple has had to make this decision because of the culture that surrounds gaming and how misogynist and toxic it is. That's the problem. Like, that's the Absolutely, thing we should be talking problem. about. Ninja, yeah, whatever. Until he, he just brought it up. He brought it up. I mean, he brought it, it up. He's, he's brought it up multiple times. Yeah. Um, I thought the drama was around him not wanting to stream with women. No, I didn't no, realize the drama, the drama is, was the drama is actually right now. Okay, the, the drama is actually about his his stance on educating his viewership on racism. Um, okay. That's what kicked everything off this week. Is that okay? Uh, why? Yeah. Why? What was his stance on that? His stance is that it is a parent's job to educate their children on racism, and it is not a content creator's job to do that. So if that education isn't taking place at home, it's not on the creator's, um, you know, it's not a creator's obligation to then have those conversations and educate people on on, on racism and what's going on. So basically, you know, saying like, I don't have to use my platform for this. And the community pretty much you know they they lashed out against him for it um which well, i mean we're seeing that pretty consistently across a lot of different genres of, of content creation right now of that you know if you have a platform and you have an audience you need to speak up um you know you can't just ignore what's happening and, and not say anything and then it just spilled over into twitter um so they were there were some comments that went back and forth. Like he got called out on it. He didn't necessarily handle it the most graciously as he could. His follower base didn't as well. Um, so it definitely got big. Well, it, now that you a... said all that, I have to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> all right. Bye. Thanks. I might pop back in. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how long this will well, take. And I just got a message that Bradford is running late. Really, Bradford, you're running Dude, late. We noticed. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rat. He's worth wait. the wait, though. He's he worth is worth the wait. The wait. But okay. Let's... I may or may not be back. All, All right. right. Thanks, Danielle. Uh, bye. I do want to bring up this, though, because this is this is something I thought about, and I'm glad uh, Angelique popped this into chat. But it's his job to be a role model. He yeah. chose that life. I disagree. He did not choose to be a role model. He chose to be a streamer. And while he is the most followed streamer on the planet or one of the top i should say streamers on the planet yeah there's this old i don't know carrie if you remember this commercial there was the old charles barkley commercial it was a nike ad whereas i am not a role model you know yeah but i kind of think that's a cop-out like we live in a day and age where you know damn well that if your job is publishing um, and if your job is public facing to that degree where you achieve some sort of fame or notoriety, that you are a role model, whether you want to be one or not. Um, you you have actively stepped into that arena. Um, you know, this didn't accidentally happen. Like if you don't want to be responsible for, as you said, what you what you produce, then don't produce it. Um you know, if, if you're going to put yourself out there as a content creator, you are responsible for your community. Twitch has even said that. I mean, that has now come through with this whole last round of um, 
of, of stuff that made it into the terms of service uh, to prevent toxicity. You are responsible for your community. So if you aren't addressing issues that come up within it, then you could be losing your platform. And that includes racism. I think what gets misaligned is that there's many ways to educate about topics. There's many ways to stand up about topics. Um, and I think what we see right now is everybody wants it to be done their way. And there are a lot of different ways to be very actively fighting against things that you you know believe need to change. You just need to make sure people see that it, it happens. Um, but yeah, I but, think it's, yeah. Uh, I agree with you to a point where, yes, you do get to a point where, yes, you have to realize that you are a role, role model. But I don't think he ever got into this thinking, I got, I'm going to be one. Oh, yeah, and he I, did. He, that he does, that he did get into oh, this. Have, have, have you, you watch him through his whole career? There's a, there's an about face when his... I, I haven't seen his oh, whole yeah. career. Oh, no. yeah. No, he definitely knows that he is. He's definitely made adjustments to his content to reflect right. the fact that he is. Um, so, like, you can't, like, he definitely could not say, well, I'm not a role model or I don't want to be one. No, there, it was definitely baked into his marketing. I, I, I'm... I, I, I'm missing my I'm, my point. I'm, I'm missing. It's not necessarily just on him. Let's say me. Okay. Tonight I start streaming and I'm playing just Hades all day and I'm wearing a toga. You know, I got the, you know, the, the grape leaves on my head and that's just my shtick. And I keep doing it. And all of a sudden I get, you know, 2 million people watching me play Hades. Does that make me a role model? Yeah. Damn it. I mean, Here, you I'm have, you have the audience there. Like, Mr. I don't think as a teacher, it should be a role model in someone's life, but I think we all know the job that we're Yeah, I mean, you're going to be. I mean, that's just it. Like, and I think you have to look at it as, you know, because there's, there's the argument with teachers, like, well, if you're a teacher, you're obviously, you're a role model, so you can't drink, you can't be promiscuous, oh, you can't go really? to clubs. Well, no, I know. We all know that teachers are generally like raging alcoholics, but um, we're not all. But Not all. But a lot. But boy, a do we like our Fridays. We like a lot Fridays. of teachers are. Um, you know, but but you can't publicly be that. It's like how many teachers you see still getting fired for, you know, posting pictures on Facebook of themselves at, you know, the neighborhood kegger or mm -hmm. in their bikini at a beach with their family. Like, it happens because if you're a female teacher, well, you can't be sexualized. Like, hate to break it to you, but, you know, you're still female like you know you you're still a human being so i think part of what we have to look at is what does it mean to be a role model you're still human you still have a right to exist and you know be you but you have to be aware of how that's going to impact and reflect on the people that look up to you so as a teacher you know are you conducting yourself in a way that you know is appropriate for your job um and as a streamer as well now you can you know put your nose in the air and be like, no, I'm going to do it and screw it. But you're still a role model. <laughs> like people are still looking up to you. That's why you have kids that are mimicking this really bad toxic behavior that they're watching online. Because these guys that are like, I'm not a role model. You clearly are because everybody's mimicking what you're doing. But what they're mimicking is really toxic because you've decided not to embrace that role and take it responsibly. And so you're just promoting this toxic behavior. And that's why we as educators need to be in the space. That's yes. I, I, eventually I was going to get to that point is, 
is whether they decide to be role models or not, we know the problem is, is not just what he said. You described very clearly the pathway that people are taking to docs and to, you know, support even ugly positions, positions that they may know are wrong, but because they're either yes men, we'll use that phrase, yes men, or they, they, they're sycophants or whatever you want to call it, they're not pushing back on the people who they who are the influence. Let's call them influencers yeah. instead of there. Some of them are they would rather be influencers than role models. Role model yeah. is what you're supposed to be. Influencers don't give a damn. They're going to do whatever they want. They're going to get you to do it's what all they about. Want. It's all about money. Right. Let's. I just want to show this really quickly because I want to make sure it's there for context. Uh, this is the uh, Charles Barkley commercial. Uh, I am not a role model. Let me get the sound up here. Here we go. I am not a role model. I'm not paid to be a role model. I am paid to wreak havoc on the basketball court. Parents should be role models. Just because I dunk a basketball doesn't mean I should raise your kids. It's true and it's false all at the same time. Well, and again, I think it's that I, I think it's that key thing that um, I, I think it it's that influencer or role model is ninja an influencer. Oh, absolutely, the man's an influencer, right? But I think it's it's more than that. Like influencing Grace, your behavior. Hold on. Sorry. Grace is checking us out. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hey, Grace. Okay, so Grace says, sadly, you don't get to decide if you're a role model or not. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, you you are in that position. Kids are looking up to you. They are actively modeling their behavior after you. You are mm -hmm. a role model. Whether you want to call yourself an influencer or not, that is the position that you have. And again, any time you're in, you know, that position where you're putting yourself out in the public or you're responsible for other people, like, it's, it's inherent. So we can't say I didn't sign up for it. You did. If you're streaming, I, you, you, you have. I love yeah. playing devil's advocate. It's just the I two know, of us. I guys. I, I <laughs> we just, just, just fight. <laughs> you know, just like, are they mad at now? Now look at this. No, no, we're good. <laughs> look, the esports husband and wife all of a sudden are just fighting. That's what yeah. happens when you leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're fighting. Where's Bradford to break us up when we need him? Um, well, it, that was, uh, yeah, there's, again, you know, some of this stuff you feel like it's almost clickbait at this point because he's answered the question. Yeah. He answered the question again. It just keeps bringing up the same thing. Uh, it's like people are bored with what there is going on right now in the, in well, the I mean, gaming world. We do. Well, yeah. What, they, don't have, again, they don't have a president to follow on Twitter who's <laughs> launching missiles well, every day online? To me, it's, to me, it's deflection. It's coming back to what we said. I said earlier of like the the bigger problem in the room isn't Ninja. The bigger problem in the room is the culture at large. Yeah. And does Ninja addressing this help the culture? Yeah, sure it does. But that's like saying you know me reducing my like getting rid of my plastic straws is going to make a sizable impact on you know the waste issue in the the nation. It's it's not. Um, you know we've we've got to actually look at at the culture and what's happening as all of this is occurring the game that i used to play um the game that shall not be named 
the game that shall not be named. No, we can, we can name it. Uh, changed a function in Arena that dropped today so that there's no communication um, across teams. And they did this because of toxic behavior, because Arena had become so toxic. So many people had complained about what was happening within this one space in the game that the devs stepped up and were like, okay, we're getting we're, we're rid of it. We're talking about Sea of Thieves, right? We're talking about Sea of Thieves. Okay. Um, so immediately there's community backlash of, well, this is, this is censorship. You know, they're removing our freedom of speech. You know, this is just video games. Like people are going to be toxic, just mute them. And it's like, okay, but this is, this is the problem. Like this isn't okay. Like this isn't all right. And people are, are trying to defend, you know, the right for these toxic exchanges to happen. Um, you know, because you just need to get a thicker skin. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. But if any of this was said in a workplace, people would be fired. If any of this was said in schools, people would be suspended or expelled or fired, depending on their, their position. So let's stop saying that this is okay, because we know it's not. It's not okay. Like, these are bigger issues that we need to address, and that's community-based. And that is... Eh, baked in racism uh homophobic behavior misogyny like it's 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 all there it's there and people don't want to actually be the ones to make the change it's like report well, it I'm like well yeah but if you're playing with the guy that's spouting off maybe stop like maybe you should step up and say something like and not be the dude that's just like kind of quietly going yeah everything's fine everything's fine well and, and again fine. we're getting into this you know almost i, I feel bad that you know, I, I remember I took a civics class in high school, but I, you don't see civics necessarily as a class in a lot of high schools anymore. And people don't realize that, you know, it's just like with uh, my father worked in the airline industry for years. So I'm all I'm very high up on on <laughs> airline industry knowledge. <laughs> and the power of the captain is the power. The captain of an airline of a plane can put you off a plane anywhere. He is or she when they are piloting that plane are basically god they have yeah. absolute total control over everything that happens in that airplane from the passengers to the mechanics of it you know and and people complain like well i got kicked off of this airline well you did something that got yourself kicked off we saw very clearly the president of the united states got kicked off of twitter because he incited a riot um and people complain well they're they're, they're taking away his freedom of speech no terms of service it is it, it is a private network this game experience people say well you're you're taking away my freedom of speech no the federal government is not there to protect your freedom of speech within the game of sea of thieves the federal government can't infringe there on your own uh freedom of speech in places but if it's like in a closed network if it's in a closed right. space absolutely they this this company has ab, ab, every right to to police it however they want to Ab absolute ever and again terms of service you're absolutely correct the things where things start to get a little muddy is like today when robin hood decided to stop allowing people to buy and sell on an open i love how i love how uh, again i i will tell people i'm a reformed republican okay i was all libertarian practically free markets yes all i want give me give let, allow me to fill the potholes in my own roads i'll take care <laughs> of it just just provide for the common defense but uh i've grown over the years uh, intellectually and 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 philosophically changed and 
you know, these things that that whole thing now becomes a very dangerous tipping point for some people, because, again, it is a closed network. It is Robin Hood's service that they are providing, but they were blocking the access to participate in a free market. There are. Uh, <laughs> Grace goes, is this? Oh, yeah, no, we're being trolled. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Grace. We, we, we know we've had so many conversations about stock market esque things today. <laughs> but there's but there is these there's gonna start to be these weird inflections, and I think this is one of them where interestingly you have AOC and Ted Cruz coming together and saying, you know, oh yes, this is wrong. And yet people were saying, well, it was okay for Twitter. I I, I mean I I know the difference. But there's a lot of uneducated people who look at this yeah. and go, this is the same. Well, you can't, kick, you can't say, hey, you can kick off Trump off of Twitter and at the same time complain. No, no and it blocks you for game, buying part games. of that, unfortunately, is 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 there standards are history and civic standards. Um, they're they're big, they're clunky, uh, they're state based. So and they're not made for technology. They're, they're not, made not made for, for technology. technology. There's not a whole lot of consistency, and and they often like the stuff that that deals with like civics. Uh, it's big. It's meaty. It's nuanced. Uh, you're reading a lot of you know law. Old yeah, and and old documentation that's written in a way that we don't speak, and so if you are not a really geeky teacher, it can be really hard to pull your kids through. You know, eighth grade history is the formation of the nation, and and you're you're dealing with the Magna Carta, and you're which which is a great text to have eighth grade <laughs> children read. What? Yeah, let's work on this. Um, you know, and and the Constitution, and and it's like it's it's a lot of stuff. And if if you don't take the time to really take each thing apart and dissect what it means, kids don't come through with an understanding of it. And we sat and like when we went through the Constitution, we ripped it apart. Like we we ripped all of our founding documents apart. And it was really you know for me it was great to have the kids sitting across the table and be like, well that's not how I interpreted it. I'm like okay. And you'd have a whole table just in complete disagreement with six or seven different takes and interpretations on a document. We're all reading the exact same text and we're breaking it down. And, you know, and, and that's what they came up with. It's like, well, but then do we have to look at it through the lens of when it was written? I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. but that still has to apply to us. I'm like, well, yeah, but we're here now. I'm like, yeah, like you see why issues arise, like this gap between when these documents were written versus where we are now technologically and culturally. Um, you know, there's there's a huge, a huge gap there. Um, but most teachers don't dig that deep into it. It's not a subject that most kids are like love. Uh, you throw the documents down for them and you can just feel their souls like drain out of their ears. Like, like, no, no, we're not doing this for like three weeks. Right. Yeah, we are. Well, we are because it's important. <laughs> well, and, and again, if we, if we talk about how do we take esports and wrap this into again, the, the history lesson, right. Um, because again, we're taught, I know we've really gone off on this is what happens when you leave me and Carrie alone, folks. Look, we Danielle go off into the weeds. Bradford's not here. We're going down a rabbit hole. Just everybody just come. It's fine. Just come with. Um, but let's let's try to bring this back around to where esports is because 
you know, again, how do we use this amazing intrinsically motivating thing like gaming and esports to teach kids these things? And for example, we could start very simply with Riot's terms of service and how that has restricted our abilities to use their intellectual. Now you have a conversation about their intellectual property, what you can legally do and not do with what they have and what they've yeah. offered you to use. You know, it's very easy for kids to, you know, go online, take a picture, use it in a presentation, not cite a source, do the same thing with Wikipedia, go in there, copy paste, not cite the source or anything. Yeah. Um, the, these, a lot of these conversations, a lot of this right now, what's happening, you know, we can bring this back to gaming. We can bring this back to the things that kids are really interested oh, yeah. in and connect it to those things. And very, I, I think a, a well-educated teacher or, or somebody who can think beyond the content that they have to teach in the state. Oh my God, I got to teach this standard. And oh my God, I got to use. No, don't worry about that. Put it in something, as you said, does the constitution mean anything to a kid who's reading it right now? Probably not. But what does mean something to them? Well, let's talk about, you know, like I said, the riot terms of service. Start right. I mean, just last night, the whole Twitch terms of service thing came up with a pile of uh, 15 and 6 year old streamers losing their accounts because they started their accounts when they were oh my God, almost yes. 13. And yet, lo and behold, you've got Benji Fishy and Booga haven't lost their channels, even though they started their channels at relatively the same age. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think looking at looking at terms of service is a great way to look at sort of that contract of what you can and cannot do, especially because as content creators or, you know, esports athletes, it impacts us. I mean, most kids don't even know that when it comes down to it, streaming a game is technically illegal. Like these, these companies could go after you for it because while you might have bought a license to play a game, you did not buy a license to broadcast a game. Mm -hmm. um, and we just sort of get away with it because of marketing. Uh, and most companies understand that they're benefiting. Like it's, it's a, there's reciprocity in this relationship. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's still any less like on paper, any, any less illegal. Like we just are allowed to, to get away with it. The system has sort of created a safe space for it. But then periodically a studio will step up and be like, no, you can't produce my content. And people are like, oh my gosh, why? Because they, they don't understand, you know, these, the legal relationships uh, that guide everything that, that we do. Freedom of speech is a big one. I mean, I remember having conversations with, with children and being like, yeah, you're in school. You know, these rights that you have they function a little differently. One, you're a minor, you know, and two, you're, you're on a school campus. And so, yeah, there are some things that you think we don't have a right to do that we actually do have a right to do. Well, um, take, for example, I mean, I learned this very clearly, you know, that something as simple as we, something we would see today is just as inane as hair color. There were kids who were put out of school because their hair color was deemed too distracting for the educational yeah. environment. That that phrase, too, too, too distracting for the educational <sighs> environment, was used against girls for years. It's it's still used. You Very, can't put the you can't put the past tense on that one. No, no, but I mean just just around, I mean, it has been used against girls for years. Oh yeah. 
Well, you can't you can't tease boys. Boys can't be distracted. You're 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 too good looking. We can't have you distracting the boys. It's in dress class. codes. Read almost any dress code. Any dress code. The majority of dress codes that I have read are clearly written in in regards to female students. Um, almost nothing is applicable to to male students. It's where are we it's, going with this with these sports? <laughs> well, boy, we are. I know we keep veering out of. But, but it is relevant because you're talking about student bodies. So if you want to break things down and really look at, you know, rights and, and, and restrictions, these are the things that would impact any esport athlete at their school. Um, you know, they are students. The stuff impacts them. They've got contracts that they are under as a student. You know, when you enroll into a school, you've got a behavior contract or student handbook. Like even public schools have student handbooks. I don't know any kid who's read theirs. Um, most parents don't even read it and know, you know, what they are, you know, signing up for. The question in chat was, do you think we will see more copyright trademark issues? You know what I would love? And I think this is something that the music music industry had, had started to tackle uh, before Napster. Well, during Napster and all that, you know, the, again, the, back in 2005, when it was still, like the idea of what I have to, I could pay a subscription fee and stream any song I want. I don't want to do that. I want to own this music. I was never that person. I was like, you know, I don't care about owning albums or anything. I just want to be able to play what I want. I would love to be able to say, go to Twitch and just be like, look for an extra five, what, do I pay five bucks a month? Do I pay 10 bucks a month. You take care of handling all that. You get right. work out a deal with universal music, whatever songs I can play, just like you know, team up with Spotify. I don't care. I want to be able to, come on here and have like, Hey, let's sit here for an hour and listen to some really cool music together. You know, yeah. let's, let's here's, here's one you haven't heard before, or maybe you have heard it, or you haven't heard this version. I would love to be able to do that. We just can't do that. No, uh, and I, it, But I think it's because we're, what we got to keep in mind and remember is that technology moves so much faster than the legal aspect of things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what wasn't possible 10 years ago is now possible. You know, at one point in time, you couldn't broadcast music. You had your boom box, like as a kid, unless I had a ham radio, the only way I was going to be broadcasting music was just annoying my neighbors by like blaring Depeche mode at ear splitting like oh, levels oh. or um, so, you know, that, that wasn't, it was reaching an audience of one, the neighbor and his dog, Freddie. Uh, now as a streamer, I can go online and I can put the music out and I can go through a multitude of artists in a short period of time. And my broadcast could be seen by innumerable amount of people. Um, legally, we've got to find a way to deal with that. Like we've, we've got to find ways. And that, that means that those platforms, have to figure out how are they handling that? Are they handling that broadcast fee? Like, are they buying flat fee licenses with, um, you know, production houses? Like, how how does that look? Uh, because right now, we we don't really have anything good in place for it. And does that mean we just throw it all to the wind? Well, no, because those artists are still creating content. They still deserve to be paid for that. There's mm -hmm. effort and there's work uh, and there's creation there. That's theirs. So they still need to be compensated. We're like, we're not, shouldn't be expecting artists to create for free, even though people do routinely seem to feel that way about art. But, um, you know, it's not the case. So we need to find a way that's respectful of the artist 
um, or I should say the people that own the, the copyright or the people that own the license. Cause generally it's not even the artist that owns the license um, for music anyways. Um, yeah. We, we need to find a way to adapt, to bring the laws up to where we are with the technology, which is that, yeah, we're now we're broadcasting. We're broadcasting to a, a great degree. And I, and I think what happens unfortunately is again, as you said, the technology is so fast and, Again, we've seen it many times, especially with Twitch, where they, it feels like they're one step behind or they got, ah, gotcha, we got to do this now. We have to change this. We've been letting you do this forever, but now we got to do it a completely different way. Um, but again, it's important that we, again, as educators are on top of these conversations that we're having, even as we're talking about it right now, again, I'm trying to play devil's advocate as best as I can. And it's, you know, Carrie's just tearing me apart. So sorry, it's <laughs> fine. I don't mind. Um it's 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 so important that we are having these conversations because we need to carry these conversations to our students to make sure that they are not caught up in these situations, yeah. that they're not getting. Um, do you what license do you broadcast the Academy of Esports under? Can we remix and rebroadcast? I have never put it under Creative Commons, so I assume all rights reserved uh, for my broadcast. But if you want to remix me and rebroadcast me i know it's i don't i i don't i don't uh i don't know if i want to open that you do you do i do you do want to give me that ability to broadcast and remix me oh yeah you 100 percent. you want to give me that ability all right look uh sorry grace you you brought up the question but carrie linden is the only person who has the rights to rebroadcast and remix my content so whatever she does to it, whatever. No. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Very miserly. Thanks, Grace. <laughs> All right. We only have uh, a couple minutes left. I, I want to just get out my thing off my chest before we get out of here. Uh, again, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I think it's official now. Mr. Steve Isaacs has moved on from the teaching profession of 28 years. He was a high school, no, middle school teacher. He has gone to work for Epic Games and 28 years of service in the field of education and then going to go be the what head of education services, I think, for Epic. Uh, and uh, I wish him the very best of luck with that. A lot of the things that we do right now, he had a he had a great start with the uh, Garden State Esports Minecraft. He's done a lot with Minecraft as well. Uh, I, I have a lot of respect for the man. So, Steve. Best of luck to you and your uh, new endeavor as you started down in North Carolina with Epic. So that's what I got left for tonight. And uh, yeah, and seeing Grayson in chat, uh, we should probably we should have Grayson on esports edu sometime. For sure. Oh. Might might be a week or two. <laughs> should have done it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Carrie? Um. Any final thoughts. I, for me, I think have the conversations with your students about toxicity. Um, just there's so much, uh, there's so many conversations going out around about it right now. There's so much controversy around it. Um, have have those conversations. Have you know, one of the things that we were talking about last night is is Angelique was expressing you know her her students being in her stream and watching her get essentially like sexually harassed um, by people in chat. And 
all of a sudden being like, well, they shouldn't be treating you like this. And it's like, you know, we, we were talking about the fact that a lot of times people don't really resonate with an issue until it impacts somebody that they care about. Um, so we need to start having these conversations. We need to start bringing it home. We need to start making sure they understand it is affecting people they care about. You know, a lot of the the boys that I had in my class didn't realize what the girls were experiencing until we all sat down as a class and talked about it. And the guys were like, oh my gosh, really? This is, this is what it's like? And they're like, yeah. Like, so it's not just that one time. Because a lot of, you know, a lot of people do think that it's like, well, I do this once. It's just me. Like, it's not just you. <laughs> like, it's you and it's all these other people. And that adds up because it's a majority. Like, you're part of a majority. And, and that means that voice is a lot louder. Uh, and that bite is a lot sharper. So have the conversations about toxicity. Have the conversations about what's appropriate. Um, have conversations about how to distance yourself or back out of friendships because they're not healthy or because somebody's, you know, making decisions that aren't appropriate for you to be attached to. Like we, we often don't know how to uncouple from, you know, partnerships or relationships or friendships that are just going wrong. Like, you know, we need to be able to have those conversations, especially as content creators, like your friend might not be the person to be playing with, um, and we need to be able to help kids navigate that. Well, on that deep, deep, deep uh, thought, Carrie, uh, thank you so much. And uh, <laughs> Danielle, Danielle, thank you for being here as well. And to all the people in chat who uh, contributed, thank you for that as well. Um, I believe there is, I don't know if Dr. Katrina Atkins is still doing that. I think they were doing like a clubhouse kind of esports. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how long together. it was going. But uh, if you if you follow the hashtag online, you should be able to find that. So do check that out if you've got the time. Uh, and we will be back again next week. Who knows? Maybe we'll have ten people next time, and or it might just be me. Who knows? Everybody else will be like, oh, I'm sick. <laughs> I don't know. And I'll just sit oh, here let's and hope that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Take care.